What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Nana Daly Jr., first impression of each other as players or did you first meet off the court? I do remember before I actually know him like I know him now, I knew he was a hard-nosed player. I knew he was crazy as fuck. And for some type of reason, when I got to Golden State, I knew me and him was going to be the first ones to smoke together. And I was right. <laughs> I told this story before. When you got traded to our team and I looked at your lips, I knew you smoked. And I knew we were going to be cool, bro. I knew we were going to be <laughs> Welcome back to What's Burning. Jack, a lot of action at the deadline. Let's get right to it, man. Uh, LaMarcus Aldrich, bought out from San Antonio, is headed to Brooklyn. Uh, Aldrich is about thir- uh, 13.5 points a game, 4.5 rebounds a game. Uh, has really lost a step on both ends, um, offensively and defensively. How do you think he'll fit into the Nets and what will be his role? Well, um, it's hard to say right now. You know, I think uh, with the situation in San Antonio the way it did, you know, him – it's only two things that can get you out of San Antonio. Not wanting enough and your attitude. I got kicked out because I wanted it too much. You know, <laughs> I wanted it too much. But not wanting enough. And, and I think just, just the pressure of what Pop expected for him, uh, expected from him, he couldn't handle it. But in, in uh, Brooklyn, I think hopefully he can be that spot-up guy. You know, that, that pick-and-roll guy that can, that can spread and shoot the ball. Uh, obviously, they don't need too much shooting right now. So I really don't know how he's going to fit in, Matt, because they have all the scoring they need. And I, I thought Blake was that missing piece, the way he's been coming on, you know, since he's been back. But we, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, somebody has to fall out that lineup with signing. Uh, Aldridge, and I hope I hope it's not DJ because DJ is playing well. Yeah, I don't I, like I said. I think everyone was super excited when you hear the names. Obviously, Blake Griffin in, in his past, and Lamarcus Aldridge with his past. But the one thing the Nets don't lack is scoring. You know, obviously with their big three, like I said, that could be the best big three scoring trio we've seen in the history of the game. So to kind of find out where Blake and Aldridge fit. It's going to be interesting because the one thing this team lacked was not scoring. It was defense. And neither of these guys are really 
a huge presence on the defensive end. Um, I think the key to this team's success, to be honest with you, is going to be DeAndre. He's going to have to be mm-hmm. that blanket and protect a lot of people out there on the court. But, uh, you know, obviously stacking as many people as you can. For some reason, KD is taking the heat <laughs> for these new guys coming to the team, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me. But um, interesting to see how they kind of make these pieces gel uh, moving forward and, and heading into the playoffs. Next up on the buyout market, uh, Someone who I think is going to be very impactful and was a great pickup for the Los Angeles Lakers was uh, Andre Drummond. Someone who's averaging about 17.5 a game, 13.5 rebounds, but really fills a void they've been missing. I think people underestimated how important Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee were for the Lakers. Uh, Drummond fills that void and he gives you a little bit more offense um, than those guys did. Thoughts on this pickup? I love it. Uh, we talked. We spoke about him a couple of weeks ago, and we both high on him. We just want him to fall into his role and accept his role and understand what player he is and how he can get the bo- the most out of his out of his skill and his game. Uh, I think with with AD coming back, they're going to have to slow walk AD and having him to be in there to do all the banging, doing all the rebounding, the block shots, where AD can be more finesse for the rest of the season. I think that's going to help them out a lot, and that's the role AD wants to play. He's going to kind of fall in that role when when he had Boogie on the side of him, same type of guy, but not as talented as Boogie. But it's going to be exciting to see. I think that's something that the Lakers needed, you know, with everything they've been going through, with having LeBron down. I think it's going to have this team where they need to be at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, anyone averaging nearly 18 points and 14 rebounds a game and doesn't really get his uh, number called on the offensive end can only help a team. Uh, You know, you're going to need that big body going against Joker. And depending on who comes out the East, it could be possibly Embiid. And I think Drummond definitely fills that hole. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. one thing that, that, that struck me what was crazy was, you know, you're reading everything leading up to this happening. And you remember... I think a few years ago, all the, 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 the talking heads on these sports shows are saying players don't want to play with LeBron and this, this, and that. And they found this old tweet of Drummond wanted to meet LeBron and play with LeBron, which pretty much puts to rest, you know, bullshit that commentators are talking about. No one wants to play with LeBron. I mean, somehow they got AD. <laughs> now they got Drummond. Guys definitely want to play with LeBron, but I guess that was the kind of narrative they were running with at the time. But, uh, you know, definitely excited uh, for this Pick up. I definitely think Mark Gasol is still going to pay dividends. I just don't think he was what they thought he was going to be for this team. But I think his smarts and his understanding of the game is definitely going to pay off in the playoffs. But they needed that big, athletic, strong starting center uh, to plug that void in the middle. So great pickup by the Lakers. Next up, um, you know, one of our favorites. Uh, actually, man, both the, both these guys are, are our favorites. Uh, Rondo headed to the Clippers uh, for Sweet Lou. Um I think this is a void that was addressed. The Clippers knew they needed a starting point guard. Um, Rondo is definitely in that. We saw what he did with the Lakers last year in the bubble and the role he played in his importance. How big is this move for the Clippers? And are they going to regret trading Lou? It's, it's, it's kind of hard to say right now. Um, I think they felt like they had enough scoring. You know, this is the most scoring they ever had with Paul and, uh, and Kawhi. I think they kind of got that locked, and they really don't need that sixth man to be what Lou has been in the past years. Um Having Rondo, I think, is more important, you know, to have that guy to come in and police everybody, to keep everybody intact, somebody to run that team and, and being able to to uh, dish out the ball to Paul Kawhi when needed, you know, without having him coming down and taking so many ill-advised shots. I think Rondo's going to be able to put a cap on all that stuff. But Lou being home is good because I get to hang out with my little bro again. Uh, I'm glad he I'm glad he didn't retire because he has a lot of, a lot of game left. Uh, I think the game still needs Lou. But um, I know he can help some teams right now get to that championship, and I hope he get that opportunity again before he hang it up. Yeah, I mean, obviously picking up Rondo is huge. Uh, his health is going to be 
obviously the most important thing. Uh, can he stay healthy and be on the court? But if he's able to, I think the Clippers are sitting in a good spot. You know, they've kind of been flying on the radar. Last year, there was too much hype around them. And I, I was on the hype bandwagon, you know, and that's something that Clippers aren't used to, you know, favored to win the championship, the Clippers. But, <laughs> but this year, you know, with the new coach kind of getting their rhythm now, uh, playing better of late. And being able to pick up, uh, you know, uh, NBA champion and, and future Hall of Famer Rajon Rondo to help guide this ship uh, can only help them. And, and like you said, glad that Lou stuck it out. This is something that's not talked about, but just this, the mental aspect of being traded. You know, we're supposed to be pros. It's the business. But that shit is tough, man. And especially for when you give your heart and soul to a team and then all of a sudden one day you're gone. So definitely shout out to Lou. Glad he's sticking it out, uh, getting to go back to the crib and play with all his friends and family out there. So, uh, you know, seeing what he can do for Atlanta because Atlanta's got hot, too. They're right in the middle of the Eastern Conference. So, uh, you know, good move both ways for both teams. Next up, Norman Powell to the Blazers for Rodney Hood and Gary Trent Jr. Uh, Norman Powell, obviously Bruins, shout out Bruins, um, has really been under the radar but could be up for most improved player of the year. He's at nearly 19.5 points a game, shooting 50% from the field and almost 45% from the three-point line. Uh, dropped 22 in his Blazer debut. Uh, thoughts on this trade and what his role will be with a healthy CJ and healthy Dame. And I think uh, Nurkic is coming back as well. Yeah, they are coming back, man. I, I like Norman Powell. He's, he's one of my uh, favorite guys to, to watch, you know, because he played with a lot of energy, come off the bench, ready to go. Um, uh, he kind of he uh, reminds me of a bigger and more athletic Lou Williams because when he comes in the game, he's, he's really aggressive. And uh, you could tell the way he played with Portland in his first game. You know, he, uh, with, with having Dame out, he went out there and played well, had 20-some mm-hmm. points. So, Norman's going to be – he's going to be great for them. He's going to be that scorer uh, to come off the bench with experience. You know, he, have, he has a lot of experience from playing with Toronto the last couple of years. So, it's going to be it's, – it's, it's, it's a good move for Portland, and it's going to help them in the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely think he's finding his footing. Not only is he at 20, almost 20 points a game, but he plays defense. And like you said, he plays hard too. So, I mean, I think that's going to be a nice – three-headed guard monster um, coming down the stretch uh, with this team getting healthy. This team is always injury-riddled. But uh, if they can get healthy and put a run together, you know, to me that uh, the, the Lakers are the favorite, but the West is still pretty open. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of talented teams out there in the West. Next up, Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets for Gary Harris, Gary Harris Jr. and R.J. Hampton. Um, I think this is a great pickup for Denver. Um, obviously RJ being, you know, fresh, you know, fresh out still yet to kind of see what he can do. Gary Harris did his thing, but I think Aaron Gordon stepping in is going to replace, uh, what Jeremy Grant brought, um, another big, strong wing defender guy that plays both ways. Someone that could possibly guard LeBron in the playoffs. Um, Gordon's at about 15 and, or 14 and a half points and six and a half rebounds. Uh, thoughts on this move and his role on this team. Man, Denver did it with this one. Uh, Gordon, Gordon is a star. I think to have that three, four swing man that can shoot, defend, very athletic, uh, great finish at the rim. I think that's what they needed, you know. Um, with the two pieces they have already, this complements them so well, and this going to be the give them the push that they need. Like you said, been able to guard LeBron and coming down this playoff stretch to have another star, to have a three-headed monster. You see a lot of teams coming with three stars. This is their big three now, and uh, yeah. I think they have a talented big three. You know, we talked, we talked, we spoke about the younger guys they have to to complement them with that too. But the big three that they have now gives them a legitimate chance of fighting to come out the West. Yeah, I mean, I think Joker. Uh, in most reports, is is the head candidate for MVP right here. You give you have two high flyers on your wings now with uh, Michael Porter Jr. 
and Aaron Gordon, that front line of Joker, Millsap, Gordon, and Porter Jr. Uh, I love that front line. Uh, mm-hmm. So excited to see uh, what this turns into. I got a quick story. I remember I used to play in the Pro-Ams in, in, in the Bay Area, and they gave me in these San Francisco Pro-Ams where I had to slap a coach one time and got in a fight with some dude. But that's another day. Um, I remember playing. They, get, they they put Aaron Gordon on my team. This kid was like 14 years old. And when I tell you, bro, I was throwing ki- this kid lobs from like half court when he was like just going into ninth grade. So I've seen his development um, over the years and, and really happy that he you know, was able to get out of the situation he was in and start mm-hmm. a new – you still laughing at me slapping a coach and fighting a player. But that was, just <laughs> a, that was just to set my story up. But uh, shout out to my little homie Aaron Gordon, man, and good luck in Denver. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. In the week ahead, we got a doubleheader on Friday night, starting off with the Mavericks and the Knicks. Um, Dallas has kind of struggled to get everybody healthy at the same time and be on the floor, but when they do that, they're a tough team. Uh, but they've yet to really consistently be able to do that throughout the season. Uh, Luka's being Luka. But this team is, you know, in the, in the ace spot right now. Um, but only, you know, four games out of five. So it looks like if, unless they get hot, they'll be in a playing scenario, which could be dangerous for whoever they have to play, but also could be dangerous for them. Um, thoughts on just kind of Dallas overall and, and still trying to find their rhythm uh, heading into the playoffs? I like Luka, man. It's just been so up and down. You know, even with the injuries, you know, even with having guys on the court, they've still been up and down. You know, I still don't think I still don't think this team has an identity. This team has a Luca, and that, and that's really that's all they have. You know what I mean? And and nobody nobody has really shown. You know, when we talk about the Mavericks, all we talk about is Luca. We don't talk about nothing else. No other highlights. No other stars. No other guys that's that's making noise in the league or making a name for themselves. We're not talking about any of that with Dallas. So you know, I I just think it's the Luca show, and uh, Luca's going to entertain, but we won't see anything from Dallas. Yeah, I mean, if if Porzingis can stay healthy, he's supposed to be the bat, uh, you know, the Robin to uh, to Luca's Batman. But it's kind of yet to really find that chemistry and rhythm. On the flip side, uh, New York in, in Tibbs' first year, uh, hanging their hat on defense uh, and being able to make some noise in the uh, Eastern Conference. Obviously, losing Mitchell Robinson uh, with a fractured foot is going to be a huge loss for this team. But this team is playing hard, playing well. Shout out Julius Randle, first time All Star and having a career year over there. Yeah, uh, it, it look, I'm happy for them. You know, even with having a dickhead owner, uh, I think for the most part they have a young team uh, that's a hope with a whole bunch of young players that's hungry with a coach who me and you respect, a coach that gets the most out of his players, a coach that that, that comes to win and comes to play hard and, and earns his money. That's what I like about Tibbs, uh, Coach Tibbs. But uh, he got a, a group of young kids that want to play, that's trying to make a name for themselves in the league. Uh, and it's shown by their passion. They're, they're having success because they're playing with a lot of passion out there. Yeah, I mean, I love the pickup of Derrick Rose. R.J. Barrett's been playing well. <clears throat> As we mentioned, Julius Randle, first-time All-Star. Just excited uh, for that fan base to kind of get a taste of, of winning again. It's been a long time since they've been able to do that. And it'll be amazing if, if somehow, some way, they get to play Brooklyn in the playoffs for you know a low-key low Battle of New York. We know who's going to win that, but it'll still be fun to watch. Um, who you got in this Friday's, this Friday's matchup? I'm gonna go with. I got, I, I'll never go against Luca, even though it's always one against five. Um, Luca has done some amazing stuff in his career, and he's continued to be amazing. So, you know, um, I'm going with the Luca, the Luca Mavericks. Luca in the Garden is going to be fun. We'll have to see what happens. Next up, a very interesting battle um, between the Bucks and the Blazers. Milwaukee's been on a, a low key run. Uh, 13 and 2 over their last 15 games. Uh, Giannis is at 29 and 12 and 7 and a half. Um, kind of slowly staying in that uh, that MVP race. Uh, thoughts on what the Bucks have been doing of late? Man, is it possible, Matt, that Giannis has been watching the show and he's been hearing all the chatter? We don't want to see. We don't want to see this regular season, Giannis. We want to see playoff, Giannis. And I think he's. I think he's hearing that. And I think he's starting to separate himself and get prepared for the playoffs. Um, they're playing well, man. Andrew Holiday has given his team a, a, another star. 
Um, this, like you said, they're, they're on a roll right now winning all these games. I think it's, it's going to be good for them the way they're starting to play. And like, like we said, they're going to give somebody a lot of trouble. You know, they got a good chance to come out the East, you know, with the way they're playing, but I don't see it happening. But he is definitely getting himself ready to come in the playoffs and, 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 and play an MVP style of ball, you know, in the playoffs, what we've been asking them to do. Uh, he's definitely on a mission. Uh, definitely, whether it's our show or whoever else, he's hearing it from everywhere. So you know he hears it, and and, and that's his next step in his development is, is being able to transition his regular season production into the playoffs. And he, if he's able to do that, that makes them a you know a, definitely a contender. But I think what's also taking a little pressure off them is you know they're not at the top of the East anymore, so people aren't mm-hmm. constantly talking. And, and some teams don't do well when they're constantly. It takes a lot to be at the top and being talked about all the time, being able to handle that pressure. Not every team can do that. Not every player can do that. You know, so with them sliding under the radar, similar to the Clippers in the West, kind of sliding under the radar and kind of stacking their cards moving forward, they're definitely going to be uh, a tough out in the playoffs. And, and similar to Portland, uh, you know, 9-4 and four since the beginning of March, uh, number one offense in the league since that time, being able to add someone like Norman Powell's 20 points a game. Uh, Nurkic is coming back. And as we touched on earlier, you know, this is a team that's been troubled by injury. So to get everybody healthy at the right time, both these teams are going to be tough outs in the playoffs. And don't be surprised if both these teams make a conference title run. Who do you got in this one? I think I'm going to go with the Blazers, man. I think that, you know, they got more to play for, you know, with having everybody coming back, you know, um, and add Norman Powell. They're trying to find their identity so they can be on the same page going into the postseason. So I think Portland's going to, have, going, going to need more out of this game, and I think they're going to pull it off. Yeah, fun game. Like you said, excited to see Portland starting to get healthy at the right time, picking up that chemistry heading into the playoffs. Next up on the radar, presented by DraftKings. Uh, A nice matchup Thursday night between the Nuggets and Clippers. Um, You know, with the Lakers injuries, uncertainty, uh, we have the Clippers at a plus 220 to win the West and the Nuggets at a little longer shot, a plus 900. Jack, are both these teams being undervalued uh, considering the pickups they made? Plus, you also have Utah and, and Phoenix at the top. Do these either of these teams have a chance to win the West? I think they do, man. Like you said, with the piece, with the pieces they made, they got uh, the chance to excel their way uh, their way to the top. Both teams uh, got pieces that they need that's going to uh, come in and start right away. Going to come in to make a uh, immediate impact, and and they can make a push to win the West. So you know, with these teams having the stars they have, I think they're definitely undervalued. Yeah, Clippers won the first matchup um, of the season on Christmas Day. Uh, but this is going to be big. Obviously, an Aaron Gordon signing is is someone you're going to look to on the defensive end uh, versus Kawhi and PG. Um, also going to give you points. Uh, the Clippers adding Rondo, uh, you know, for him to be able to come back to L.A., but this time be with the Clippers. Um, I know that their fan base is excited. Their team is excited to have them. So, uh, you know, look, it's going to be exciting to see, you know, both these pieces, new pieces with their new teams and what they can bring to these teams and help them moving forward. Next up, one of our favorite segments, fan questions. Let's get to it. Nana Daly Jr., first impression of each other as players or did you first meet off the court? Man, I'd be 43 in a week. I don't remember when I met yeah, this motherfucker, real. man. Uh, uh, but I what I can tell you, what I can tell you is my first, I can just say this. I do remember before I actually know him like I know him now, I knew he was a hard-nosed player. I knew he was crazy as fuck. And for some type of reason, 
when I got to Golden State, I knew me and him was going to be the first ones to smoke together. And I was right. <laughs> you were. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I, told, I, told this, I told this story before. When you got traded to our team and I looked at your lips, I knew you smoked <laughs> and I knew you were going to be cool, bro. <laughs> I knew we were going to be straight. <laughs> Uh, but similar, you know, obviously knowing Jack, you know, Jack came in the league and did his thing from since day one, um, you know, so it was just excited for us to, to kind of be teammates because I knew we would get along. So that my, my first real impression of him is obviously, be, you know, becoming teammates and, and then becoming brothers after that. But, you know, our, our, our bond was instant, like I said, because I knew you had smoked. Uh, I was a smoker and we bonded on our plan. Yes, sir. Plain and simple. Isn't that beautiful? A beautiful thing. Next fan question. Ivo Catino 11. Is Dirk Nowitzki top three best European player to ever play in the NBA? And is he Hall of Fame? Um, absolutely. First bout Hall of Famer. Um, to me, I think he is the number one European player of all time to play in the NBA. Um, obviously, rest in peace, Drazen Petrovic. We didn't get a chance to mm-hmm. see his full career um, unfold, but he was a fucking monster too. But I think, yeah, Dirk, to me, Unless I'm missing anybody, you know, we got Sabonis a little later um, out of his prime. But to me, as far as full body of work and what he was able to accomplish, winning a championship, winning MVP, uh, the legacy he left behind, I definitely think Dirk is the best European player we've ever seen. Uh, he's a first bout Hall of Famer, but someone who could be knocking on that door is plays in Dallas right now in Luka. So it'll be interesting to see how Luka's uh, career plays out. Of course he's a Hall of Famer. Of course he's the best European player. 30,000-plus 30 points scored is not even close. He's the best, bro. We had a chance to battle with him, and we had our list stuff. But I have his jersey right there on my wall. Uh, definitely the best by far and definitely a Hall of Famer. At underscore Tyron, who is the most underrated defender in the league? That's a good question. Oh, man. I would have to say for me, and I'm just going off this season, James Harden. James Harden is, is the underrated defender. If you look at the games he's played and the way he's been playing this year, they've been having him on the star play a lot. And he ain't just been getting scored on from the post to the wing. I think his his defense this year has definitely been underrated. And and the knock on him not playing defense and not competing, we can't say that anymore because I've definitely been uh, a surprise with the way he's been competing on the defensive end. I just love the way he's played, period, on both ends. That's a great call. And I'm going to stay with someone on his team because I think he's so great offensively sometimes that his defense gets overlooked as Kevin Durant. Kevin mm-hmm. Durant plays D, and he makes an effort to play D. He, he guards people. He blocks shots. He rebounds. He, he contests dunks. Um, everything you don't necessarily see a superstar scorer do. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, I think that's a great point. James is definitely – because to me, defense is just effort. And James has been hearing it, and I think he wanted to come to Brooklyn with a with clean slate. And he's definitely been giving it to that team on both ends. And, uh, you know, similar to KD. You know, hopefully he'll be back soon. Um, KD is someone who could definitely guard and puts that effort in night out, night out to guard. Next question, Glib underscore S underscore K. Are y'all bigger fans of teams that build super teams or that try to build dynamic duos slash trios? It's a good question. Um, it just kind of is what it is. It, it's what the game is now. So some people want to bitch and complain about it. Um, you know, building the best team possible, uh, with players helping recruit players is where we're at in the NBA. Uh, like I said, you hear a lot of people talking bad about what's going on in Brooklyn and what happened in Miami and what happened with Golden State, but that's just where we're at right now. Um, I'm just a fan of good basketball, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, seeing those teams put themselves together, being able to develop chemistry. 
and go out there and, and smash the rest of the league. So, you know, Brooklyn has been able to gather a lot of talent. Uh, the Lakers have been able to do that. And it looks like these teams are going to be on a crash course if both stay healthy uh, to meet up in the final. So we're going to see, uh, you know, how a trio is going to do versus a duo. Yeah, what, what they don't tell you that it's a, a war called the um, general manager, well, not general manager, but the um, executive of the year award in the NBA. And it goes to general manager and presidents. These, these are the, this is the reason why these teams have these guys, to put these teams together in order to win championships and to be uh, super teams or to be dominant two, uh, duos and trios. So you got to give credit to those guys, the, the, the general managers and the presidents of the team. This one, they come into play, and you got to give credit to them when things like this happen. You know, when you get a team like Golden State, that's a dynasty. When you get a team like 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 the Heat with, with the uh, big three they had, you got to give credit to the, G, the GMs and the presidents, and, uh, you know, that that's the guys that make these things happen. Yeah, and like I said, it's just the kind of game we're in now. So, hate it or love it, sit back and enjoy it. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Last one at Blevin57. What do you think is the most underrated interview you guys have done? One that you thought was special, but didn't get as much hype or attention as some of the others? Good question. Oh, that's easy for me. Uh, the Sean King Ooh, episode. I was going to say that too. Yeah, uh, that, 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 epi- that episode was shadow banned. It was blocked. Uh, it, 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 it really was, wasn't um, seen as much as it should. You know, um, a lot of people... On the outside, I didn't like what was said, and I don't. I don't think as much as our episodes be all over the place. This, for some reason, you know, this episode didn't get as much uh, as much press on the outside world. So um, that episode was definitely educational for me. 
and um, we tried to help uh, somebody that was on death row that was facing uh, uh, death. And um, a lot of good things came from that episode, man. But uh, Sean King is somebody that, that I know who's fighting for equality for everyone, for all races, and somebody I stand with, man. There's not many people that I know genuinely in their heart, uh, uh, Matt, that they that they standing up for everybody, all races, without any ill will in their heart. And uh, Sean King is that guy. No, definitely shout out Sean King. Great dude. And you know you're doing great work when so many people are trying to destroy you. You know, you know, I talk to Sean every once in a while. I know you talk to Sean still, and it's just the work he's putting in that obviously goes seen and unseen. This is his man that's dedicated his life um, to help others. And I was definitely disappointed um, when YouTube red flagged that episode because I thought there was so much great information and jewels dropped in that episode um, about him, his journey, and his thought process on trying to help others. Um, outside of that episode, I would say Jim Gray. Jim Gray was a surprising mm. episode to me, dope episode. I learned a lot from him and really kind of understanding his journey um, in this space um, and all the great things he's accomplished and, and, and interviews he's done and kind of, you know, paving the way for, for people like us. So those are definitely the top two. Those uh, Deshaun King and, and Jim Gray came to mind this morning when I was reading this question. So definitely two dope interviews. If you haven't got a chance to go see Deshaun King, check it out. If you can, I don't even know if it's still up anymore, but if you can, check that out. We might, we might need to get Sean back on the show at some point. And if you want to laugh, please watch the Charlo Brothers episode. Anytime I just want to laugh, bro, I just go watch that episode, dog. That is just two of the funniest people on earth, by <laughs> <My> far. <laughs> motherfuckers is crazy. Our next episode dropping April 1st, uh, something we are both very excited about, our brother Chris Weber, uh, someone who doesn't speak much, but when he speaks... You learn from them. So I hope you guys enjoyed this teaser. Growing up, we like we watched y'all more than we watched the NBA because no, no we felt like we were y'all. <clears throat> like these are five guys That's the that come from the bottom. That's the best confidence. And and, and, and and they supporting each other. And, and another thing, we talk about big three. You can never duplicate the Fab Five. No. We talking about big three right now. They talking about big three teams. Why ain't nobody talking about the Fab Five? Because you can't duplicate that. Yeah, it was, y'all was meant to be the cornerstone and, and the culture at that time, bro. You know what I mean? We appreciate it because it did a lot for us. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. The fact you said that you saw yourself in us, I promise you. That's why I used to be like at the game. I used to have tears in my eyes. Our mom was watching the game or, you know, even commentating. Like some of the reason and some of the ways I commentate is on purpose because I know what they said about yeah. us. We yeah. cut our hair. We cut our hair, dog. It's like... My father always, you know, my father, my father, people think Juwan, my father's Juwan there. My father looked like Muhammad Ali, Juwan, Will Smith, like all that. <laughs> he had the same army haircut. And, and we'd like, we're going to make you cut your hair, pretty boy, you know. Mm. We go to the final four, you got to cut his hair ball. All of us cut our hair. And I remember the game, you know, my mother, she just says, you know, wow, it's messed up. You know, they said y'all look like thugs. But she wanted me to, to hear that. And we was like, oh, you... You want to see? You want to see what this is on the court? Well, let's really show our ass today. So, we were built for it, and we had a lot of people, so many people support us, man, and give us that energy because it was a lot to carry. Maybe, maybe not. You really don't remember, but I remember the love, though. Especially for your age, though. Yeah, that's a lot to have on your shoulders. Yeah. I got the pictures. My whole team: 94, 95, 96, state championship. All whole team, ball head. Because mm-hmm. y'all yeah. did it. Dope. Big shorts, yeah. all Dope. that, bro. Hell yeah. Dope. So. Dope. Obviously, there's been talks, and since I feel like you're my big brother, I'm going to go ahead and ask you. The 30 for 30 doc came out. You weren't involved in it. Where did the Fab Five situation gone wrong, and is it 
righted today in 2021? I don't think the Fab Five situation ever went wrong. Okay. You know, like I said, I mean, I, I talked to Cassie. It's a great time. Right? Everybody talk, on the outside looking in got yeah, it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I talked to cats too much. You know, they probably, if, they, if this was live, they'd be trying to text nine mm-hmm. and fuck up the interview. <laughs> but I would say that, I would say that the deterioration of me and J. Rowe's relationship mm. could probably have an effect on everybody. Stay tuned May 8th for the Iverson Classic. Uh, myself and Jack will be coaching. Jack is the head. I'm his assistant. And we'll be going against Rashid and Bonzi's team. So first up, uh, Rashid and Bonzi's team, Allen Iverson Classic, third year. A uh, couple names to mention right here. Chet Holmgren, undeclared, the number one ranked player in the country. Uh, they're saying this kid has top five potential. I've got a chance to see him play. Very skilled, very versatile, can handle the ball, can shoot the ball. At I think he's like 7'1 or something, long kid. Uh, fun to watch. And then Michael Foster, undeclared out of Wisconsin. They say he's in the mold of Big Dog Glenn Robinson. And we haven't mm. heard that name for a while, but Big Dog was a killer. So super excited to be a part of this classic. Jack, you've been with it since the inauguration. Uh, show them our team, who, who, who we got, who we're rolling with. And it's, it's going to be exciting, man. I'm glad the game is back. Um, you know, we got some top kids, too. You know, uh, J.D. Davidson, he got it. We, me and you both seen him play. Uh, he's going to Alabama. Uh, you both seen him play in Memphis, you know, at the Battle in the Bluff. And uh, also A.J. Griffin going to Duke uh, from New York. Fathers, Adrian Griffin, former NBA player. You know, uh, some, some, some real talented kids that got good shots at going to the league and also going to good D1 programs. But the biggest thing of all, man, we making history, Matt. We are making history. The first female ever to play in the male All-American game, That's my cool. little sister, Raven Johnson. She coming to work, man. Um, she, she's definitely one of the top basketball players in the country, male or female. So it's only right we give her opportunity uh, uh, to, 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 to play with these guys and to give her her flowers, man. So I'm glad she's making mm-hmm. history, and she definitely deserves it. Yeah, definitely uh, excited to see that in, in, in aspiring all other young women to, to, to shoot for the stars. You know, a woman playing in the men's All-American game, I think it's about time. It's due, and I'm excited. Someone we didn't mention, but who is nice, my little bro Peyton Watson, uh, who yes. committed to UCLA, kid out at Long Beach out here. This kid can go, and I seen him put work in on Chet at a little Snoop's little three-on-three uh, tournament, so I'm excited for him as well. So definitely star-studded fun make sure you guys stay tuned may 8th for the third annual iverson classic which happens to be the only all-american game being played this year so you don't want to miss it don't miss it man shout out john Manziel. shout out bobby shout out brian daly for making this happen man let's get it winding down the show here with quick hitters uh first up jack vucevic to chicago 24 and 10 guy i like the move to add help to levine do they keep Lori marketin what are your thoughts on this move in, in the future of Chicago? A great move. Ad- adding this guy is definitely a solid piece. Uh, to keep Zach happy, to keep Zach wanting to stay there and to continue to grow his career there, you had to bring somebody in that can grow with him. And Vujicic is a great piece, a kid that, 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 that can play the game, can shoot the ball, plays with a lot of passion. I love this move. He's an all-star. Um, I definitely think Chicago is going to have to pick someone up this summer uh, to really kind of contend in the East, but this is definitely a good start. Next up, our brother, Sweet Lemon Pepper Lou. 
Uh, we touched on it earlier in the show, man, you know, contemplating retirement. You know, this, this game is so mental. Uh, people don't understand how mental this game is. And obviously it wore on him um, being traded from somewhere he loved to be in L.A. Uh, fortunately, he got to go back home, though. Uh, thoughts on this trade, obviously, and, and, and Lou's mental approach moving forward. I'm biased, you know, having my little bro home. I get to hang out with him, get dinner with him, you know. But uh, on the flip side of it, you know, he wants to continue to be in positions to win championships, you know, especially where he is in his career. But one thing about it, he loves to play the game, you know. And as the arenas start to fill up, we'll start to see that old Lou because Lou liked to perform and he liked to put on the show. And what other players to put on the show than hometown Atlanta. So uh, he'll love playing here and hopefully he'll get his love back. Yeah. I mean, I've been a fan of Lou. You know, I played with Lou his rookie year um, over in Philly um, and just got to see him grow over the years into one of the greatest six men we've ever seen in this game, man. So definitely uh, excited. He decided to uh, keep pushing forward. I'm sure his energy and spirits will get get on the right path and he'll definitely be able to contribute to the Hawks. Last but not least, uh, Mitchell Robinson uh, goes down with an unfortunate foot fracture, most likely gone for the season. What did this do to the Knicks playoff hopes? Well, you know, they needed everything they, you know, they could use right now, you know, with, with the way they're playing, they're, they're starting to get a good feel about the team. And having one of their, their best players go down uh, is putting, putting, putting them back a step again. But you, you always you know how it goes, man. Somebody else get an opportunity to step up. Next hope somebody up. can fill his role. Randall's mm-hmm. playing well. Randall has to continue to lead and hope somebody else steps up. Yeah, I mean, obviously a big loss. This kid's very underrated uh, on both ends. He just does his job. So, you know, obviously hope he gets better soon. Um, but like you said, next man up mentality is what this NBA is built on. So, you know, best of luck to this team moving forward. Um, and like I said, I'm just excited to see where they're at right now at this point of the season. And I hope they can continue to keep this moving and uh, on into the playoffs. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of What's Bernie. You can catch us every Monday on Showtime Basketball YouTube. And on Twitter at Show Basketball. Peace. See y'all next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.